0: going on world Uh, what's happening what's happening what's happening it's your boy carolina sin i'm here with jason the don yeah yay yay this the comeback comeback season season two season two the carolina don show and on kicking off the season premiere season two we got a special guest in the in the building joining us via phone. What's up, Lance? What's up, baby man? It's good to hear from you. It's
1: good to be on the Carolina Don Show, man. Yeah, we yeah. missed it. The world
0: needed it. Everybody to... needed to hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and start with the shits already.
2: Well, before we get started, go ahead and, and uh, plug your podcast real quick, Lance, so the listeners yeah, yeah, check yeah, you yeah, out. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, go ahead and um, I'm Lance Johnson. Um, you know, head of the Real But Objective podcast. You know, we get into sports, we get into hot topics, and really whatever you just want to talk about. If you want to debate, you want to talk about stuff that's going around 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 the world, you just check out my podcast, man. Follow me at rbo underscore podcast on Instagram. That's
2: what's up. And,
1: yeah. and same as uh, rbo underscore podcast on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and Lance is a good dude, y'all, so I'll be guest spotting on there, but I'm going to go ahead and start with the shits already, kick season two off. Oh, we getting into it? We got a disclosure, Lance LeBron James, uh, uh, super fan, go. so I just want that, so he say real but objective, but I'll be wondering sometimes, so <laughs> I, just, I just want to throw that out there, I'm going to go ahead and get it started, season two off right, because when we started right, right. season one, when we, when we started season one, that's when we found out that Kobe had passed. So yeah, you know. Yeah. So we don't need no news
2: like that tonight,
0: right? Right. But anyways, we we back, Caroline Don Show, two of the best to ever do it. We really do this shit. Yeah, we do. We do.
2: It's Jay, been what's a been going on with you, man? Man, we just in between season one and now, just been working on these other shows on the network.
0: Yeah, Jay, been producer Jay,
2: Put, putting in some time with these other guys and trying to build up their Dr. shows. Jay. Uh, yeah, Dr. J now.
0: He's been getting putting in work, man. Jason Building the, the MCN Don, network, magnetico creative network.
2: Yeah, man. So it, it's been fun, been hard work, but uh now it's time to uh you know invest a little pros are back. Yeah. It's time to, time to get <laughs> time to get back to what we do.
0: Yeah, man. So um, same thing. We took we took some time off. We me and me and Jay both had to grow personally. You know what I'm saying, and 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 that's part of what we we welcoming ourselves back, and uh, so we're gonna get into a little bit of what's been going on with us, and we're gonna talk about a little, you know, just start the season off with a little mental health.
2: We always check in. We always big on that for sure.
0: Always big on that. Um, we also now listen. We love everybody that listens, and we appreciate it. You know, and if anybody's got anything they want to chime in with, please hit us up mm-hmm. on. On Instagram or wherever, just making sure we. Oh, good. just making sure oh, we good. Sure, like, yeah, Jay, Jay, the red light's on, that, bro. The, we get like to not record sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, that's
2: crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I had to look. I had to look. You know I got the I mean? timer going, man. You know how like when the when the phone go too silent and you think somebody hung up on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to check. I had to check it out. So, um. But yeah, me and Jay, we both went, we went, we gone through a, a myriad of, of changes. Me, we had to, we had to go at each other a little bit here and there, find our, find our spots with each other. Um, now we always family, so that we come back. But um, I personally was in the hospital two months, a little over two months ago with a, with a heart condition. You know what I mean? I'm saying? I'm 40 ish and too young for that nonsense. Uh, so I, I've been out of work. I actually go back to work next week. I've been on medical leave. Um, I had an echo review. We reviewed the echo that I just had. And my heart's pumping strong and doing what it's supposed to do now. So it, we reversed the issue. Yes, sir. Which is great. I've lost 80 pounds in two months. So, yeah. you know, I got the
2: applause on that one.
0: So... I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jay talk about what's been going on with him and get us back to this point, and then, you know, we'll talk about. I I just really let my shit go. I just wasn't on my I wasn't on taking care of myself.
2: Yeah, you talked about you know us uh, going at each other a little bit, and I had to do some reflecting on myself. And uh, it's new. It's only three four weeks into it, but I decided to get sober. Yeah. I'll give myself a round of applause yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just got to a point where, I hear this is this is it, Lance. You, I'm sure you know somebody, and sin, you know, I know you know somebody, where you hear something that happened to them. And, and the first thing that we say when we hear those things is like, "Damn, man, I wish you would have done this. I yeah. wish you would have learned." You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that person. Um, I looked right. at I looked at things, uh, relationships with with my homie, relationship with my wife, with my kids, and I just decided I wanted to be a better person, and not that alcohol makes you bad, because alcohol isn't the problem. I was the problem, right? So I got to learn how to handle me, and for me right now, it's just being sober, and looking at life a little differently, and, and enjoying life, and knowing that. I ain't going to be that statistic, you know, and I'm not saying I'll never have a drink again because I'm not going to be a hypocrite, but, uh, it'll be a drink or two drinks. Right. I go hard. What what all the I commercials
0: say? Drink in moderation. Yeah.
2: Um, so that, that's what I've been up to. Um, I already tell the difference. So, uh, as long as everything is good in my personal life, um, could keep doing this, this network and, Know, different shows and keep keep grinding.
0: Now let me. Yeah, ask, beautiful man. Let me ask you a question. Do you think because we talk about mental health a lot, and I think um, I was I was gonna say earlier I was like we love everybody that listens to the show. Um, we love all of our women listeners. We love all of our men listeners. We love however you identify listeners. You know what I mean? Like, um, but we've been really. It's it's difficult to talk about men's mental health when this is a man's world still typically, right? Mm-hmm. Men predominantly are in charge of everything. Men predominantly make now. Listen, ladies, I'm not I'm not saying that's right. I'm just I'm speaking. You know, we talk about the whole reason women have to fight for equal rights and stuff like it because there's still there's still a I think there's an older generation that is still in power, and and they make most of the rules It's why women, you know, they, they, they're standing up against like abortion laws and different things like that. Right. And, you know, I see things on pages where it's like, why, are why are men making decisions for women and stuff? Cause we're still in that right. era where men typically control Things. We're change. It's, it's changing for the better. We have more women CEOs, more women in Congress and Senate. So like it's it's changing. But, um, so I understand that you know like the pay gap's different between men and women. So I'm not being dismissive or anything when when we talk about men's health. But there is an issue. Things don't have to be you know one way or the other you don't you you can you can support women's rights and still feel like men need to be taken care of too mm-hmm. right so i don't want to come off my goal is not to come off sounding sexist or anything or like oh why are they complaining about men y'all rule the world anyways y'all mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to cook you know what i'm saying but there's a problem with mental health when it comes to men because typically we are not allowed to Society has always looked down on, or or made made fun of, or embarrassed us for expressing, for us being emotional. Right. So if we're going through it, we can't talk about it. Lance, we, I, you told me you did you read a lot, a bunch of those uh those comments on this post?
1: Yeah, man, it was it was deep, man. Right. I t- just really suffer in silence, and they just have to deal with it.
0: Right. So there was a post on TikTok, Jay. Uh, I think I shared it in our group chat, where it was like, somebody made a post and it said, say what you want to say to your family or to your wife or your, your significant other, uh, but don't tag them. So like a just a way to kind of vent. You know what one of the most common threads in that thing was, was when I get home from work, I sit in the driveway for 30 minutes, wondering if I'm good enough, if I'm still Still worthy to walk through that door, or decompress, mm-hmm. and I've 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 done that in re, in relationships. Yeah. My last relationship, the most, it was toxic. I and mean, it wasn't toxic in a way like she ain't beat on me. You see, she four she was four foot nothing. She ain't beat on me or anything like that. But I was there was actions done that always made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like, whether it be checking out other dudes in front of me or, like, just things that made me feel insecure. And I'm one of the most secure motherfuckers on the planet. Mm-hmm. I had to remember if we cuss on this. And I forgot oh, yeah. Yeah, we cuss That'd on this nice. bitch. So, but um, I'm one of the most secure motherfuckers on the planet in just about every other aspect of life. You know what I'm saying? My weight, even though I was a big guy, I'm pull, I am pulled chicks and shit. Like, people love me. It wasn't. There wasn't a confidence issue. I needed to get healthy. You know what I mean? Right. But... That relationship I always felt like I wasn't good enough
2: I think that you know it doesn't surprise me that that was a common thread I mean I think I I feel like I know my wife feels like that at times but as a man I felt like that a lot um, but I, I attribute it to alcohol and like
0: so was that what you turned was that the cru- was that a crutch do you think
2: I, I think so because it was a an escape the more I drank. He less, wasn't here. I wasn't here anymore. Right. And that was a problem. I was getting to a point, um, especially with age and being diabetic and on medication that I'm on, it just I couldn't handle it no more. Right. And for me, I, had, I was getting to points where I was, listen, th- there's been a couple of situations already in this short amount of time that have happened that I've looked at with my kids, with my job, and with my wife that I've thought, oh, I would have handled that differently. Right. Mentally. Yeah. So, I got to make sure one of the reasons why I, you know, getting sober is I got to make sure I can handle me with just me. You know, and, and I don't know if that makes sense or not.
0: It does, But I'm gonna tell you when I I my doctor, my new doctor, she's dope. Shout out. I don't I don't know if she want me to put her on, but I'm I'm just shouting her out. She's just dope. She's hard on me like my mama is. You know what I mean? She like, I look at her like a second mother figure. And I was like, when we first met a couple months ago, when I, after I got out of the hospital and we're talking and we're going through the game plan and like, this is what you got to start doing and you got to do this and stuff. And she's like, quite, you know, she's home. You got questions. You need to have questions. Da, da, da. What's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I got to take, I got to take better care of myself. She said, you, sir, need to love yourself
2: Mm.
0: man I hadn't been loving myself I can't love myself and I have thought this before as I was going through this and I'm getting the help I need now but I thought I was trying to commit suicide by not caring about how I took care of myself Mm. like I had the thought that subliminally or unconsciously whatever I was doing this on purpose because that's easier than than going and jumping off a bridge yeah, or shooting true. myself or whatever. Then it's almost like it's not my fault, but I'm doing it, and I'm and I'm better off if I ain't around.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I feel you one hundred, and I've been open yeah, about. That's... Go ahead, Lance. Yeah, that's crazy because um, at points in time,
1: you just. Sometimes you just down yourself. It, it don't even gotta be a significant other. Like it could just be you against you. Right. And sometimes I get in that headspace to where I'm like, you know, like like I said, like am I equipped for this? Am I good enough to do this? Am I you know what I'm saying what what's wrong with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like you're a
0: new dad two times over now, like you know what I mean? Right. Both of yours are young and you just had the other one, so
1: Yeah, so well, actually, my other one to be one, which is crazy. Time flies. My my, my youngest one to be one at, in 29 days. Her and my, my wife share a birthday. So do every year is? my wife. Yep, same birthday. Do you know? Every year then, my wife know? gets older, my
0: daughter gets older. <laughs> I ever tell you, so my daughter, Nivea, she was born on her mama's birthday.
1: That's dope. Yeah. You know what's crazy? My son's birthday is September
0: 29th, and my birthday is September 30th. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. So say goodbye to your birthday, sir. I just want <laughs> yeah, you to know. Yeah, my, my daughter's is a week before mine, and I'm Mother's Day weekend, so I don't, nobody celebrates Seneca in May. I just want you I have yeah. to do it. People get mad at me, because I'll be posting shit. I'll be like, alright, moms, I'm going to let y'all have this. I'll be on my Kanye. I'm, I'm going to let y'all finish in a little bit, but it's it's a king's birthday today, cause no, I, I you know, <laughs> my daughter's birthday a week before with her mama. Then Mother's Day, I, I shafted. I'm shafted in May, dog.
1: I was yeah, listening. Um, Good. I figure um, for now on, his birthday will be here all day, and then my birthday party will just be at night when we drop him off to the grandparents. house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter's little sister is born on Christmas, so that's what we used to do. We would have Christmas, Christmas morning. And then, like, mid-afternoon, we do a separate thing for her birthday-type day. Right. So she don't get shorted.
2: So I wanted to share this with you guys. On the drive up here to see Sin, or down here to see Sin, I uh, was listening to a podcast, and a lot of listeners probably know Burt Kreischer and um, Tom Segura. But uh, two comedians, they do podcasts uh, together, and they started buying each other birthday gifts a while back, and they call it the gay birthday, and apparently because gay men give the best birthday gifts, because they're gay, one, and then two, they're men, so they're trying to one-up each other. So they, because they don't, now these guys are both rich, so they can buy whatever they want to buy, but they, each year, they try to outdo each other and buy each other a gift, and I thought that was so dope, even if I did it with my son. You know, it's, let, let when you're older, like, go out or just get a friend and just buy them something for their birthday. And then in return, they'll do the same for you. I and mean, you can keep it. You know, they were spending, I think, the last one he spent was $100,000. But they got money they like that. We need friends like that. Yeah, we need, that. we need the podcast like they got. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even if it's a $50 thing, you know, because we don't spend the money on ourselves. I Since I've been sober, I started this new thing. I go and buy myself something once a week. I do (laughs) I'm gonna go I'm gonna
0: take care of me I'm all about Buying myself gifts I don't do it that often But Every once in a while I'm like Yeah I ain't I ain't bought nothing For myself Buy a new hat Or something
1: Yeah You gotta take care of yourself Every time I go in the store I'll buy a shirt Or something You know what I'm saying Like something that I want Not just for everybody else
2: I think that's important I think men Men tend to You know For me I would buy alcohol I I had no problem with that. I pull up at the bar. I'm going to get a beer. Right. So I'm like, well, if I ain't spending the money on that, I had it. So I'm going to go get me something. There you go. You know, so.
0: And we just really trying, and I think we're doing a good job of it in our immediate circle. We're trying to create a safe space for men to be able to talk about. And it ain't necessarily, you know, it's not, we got to have kumbaya sessions. You. I'm not trying to be over dramatic with it, but you need to be able to, you need to be able to share stuff. Lance shared something with us. I'm not going to put it on air, but Lance shared something with us before we started. And it was, and it was a big deal. We've been, again, traditionally not told we don't do that kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? So we've got to make it comfortable for for men to be able to express themselves and we talk about it we see you see what will's going through we just heard the slap around the world um we've seen them make fun of tyrese we've seen them make fun of kanye i'm, I'm not excusing any of them's actions but there's there's obviously been a breakdown and they didn't have anybody to turn to and so if you know just like with kids that exhibit bad behavior any attention is is attention, whether it's good or bad, right? right? And people lash out or they get making, you know, like Tyrese did, super crazy emotional post online or you walk up on stage and slap the shit out of somebody. And a lot of that, again, I'm not justifying their, their actions, but we have not been taught properly how to expel that Energy when we're feeling those things, wow. and that's where. And I post about it, and I get comments. Still to this day, I posted like something a week ago, and people are like, "Ah, oh, just suck it up, da 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 da." Dude, saying like, "Why? Why are we telling anybody? This? Let's keep it to ourselves and stuff I'm like that's the thing. We don't. And listen, women, women have issues too. I'm not saying that all women have somebody they can turn to and stuff." But we've been traditionally told just to shut up about it mm-hmm. and not talk about it. Right like, That was a woman trait. like, and I'm not trying to get into sexist or gender, you know, things and stuff like that. but the traditional societal norms was this way, and we're breaking that breaking those norms down every day throughout multiple layers of different things. But part of that was, as men, you know, don't cry. Boy, men don't cry. Boys don't cry. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. You just got to carry the weight on your shoulders. And we've been hardwired for that. And, and that's, and that's got to change. Because.
2: It's interesting because I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think this generation to that point, though, and I don't know about men and like boys in this generation, but but that could be taken too far too. I'm not gonna get into specifics on that, but it's something I'm dealing with um, at home. Like it it could go too hard the other way. Overcorrected, you mean? There, yeah, there's a level of you gotta just realize that this is life. Oh yeah, and it does, I agree. it's not great. I do agree. Some and it doesn't get much better. There is some, you know,
0: there is some put the, put some dirt on it and walk it off. Yeah, situation. I do agree. I argue with my kids' mom about them, like you've made them oversensitive. Right. I do think there's an oversensitivity thing going on in society too, like we overcorrect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, at the same at the same in the same breath, it's hard. I'd rather err on the side of being oversensitive than ignoring somebody who is going through it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like bullying is a, is a great way to talk about it. Because they shit that go on in school today that I'm like, oh, that was light work when I was in junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. That shit wouldn't have phased me, right? But I also don't know because we didn't address it like we are now. If the, and Now, I wasn't a bully. I, I was a defender against bullying even even when I was in school. Like, I, if you went to picking on somebody, but I did it maybe the wrong way. Cause like, if you went to picking on somebody, then I'm giving you the work. Lee, mm-hmm. Lee Leave old boy alone. Oh, who cares if he's nerdy or who cares if he's da da da? Look at you and your mama shoot. Like I, I'm just gonna. Yeah. That's how I I fought fire that, with fire.
1: But I, I felt like that's the right way. You know what I'm saying? Because if you <laughs> making somebody feel bad, but I feel like you should know how somebody else
0: feels. I get that, Lance. But a lot of these kids, the reason they bullying, not that it make it right, but they getting bullied themselves. And that's where a lot of that comes from the only they they only have power at school because when they're at home they're getting treated like shit and they don't have no power. see now we invest now we we sit down with them and talk to them like, hey, why are you treating other kids this way what's going on and and then there's people trying to get to the bottom of it you know what I'm saying so yeah, I, I I fought fire with fire. That's better than not doing anything, in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? It's better to be
1: being a the box therapy for sure. Right.
0: Like I'm not sitting by and let it happen. But we don't know what kid we don't know what kids are going through. So I would rather err on the side of, yeah, we hear stories all the time. You know, we old school. I hear stories all the time, like, man, that ain't shit. Right. But then I I don't know what that kid was going through. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather them be like, okay, we got to take that more serious to make sure that if this kid is feeling some kind of way, kids is killing themselves. Yeah. Like five, six year olds, seven, eight, nine year olds killing themselves. Yeah, because they picked on. Shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it breaks my heart. Me working in the, I work in education, and I see it every day. You know what I'm saying? It's kids that. Come through that school every day with some of the same clothes on with the same stain. So you know they didn't take a bath last night and you know they don't have new clothes. And kids are just, you know, fire you up. Kids are the most ruthless people we have on this earth, man. It can make adults feel bad sometimes. I have yeah, seen kids Roasted. I done people, seen man. kids blame teachers and make the teachers want to quit. We done had yeah. three teachers quit from the school that I work at because the kids are just
0: Nah, they gotta <laughs> they gonna have to see me on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I I substituted before I started. <laughs> Man, and I ain't even lying either. Before I started at this at this job where I've been at for like over 5 years now, I was substitute teaching. And um my favorite spot to do it was at the uh the last, like I call it the last chance high. You know what I mean? And all these kids got records and I mean, the, my first day subbing there, I walk I I walk in and the vice principal was meeting me. And she like cussed at a student, and I was like, "Yo, what? Where? I mean, I knew I knew what school I was going to, but this really, this really, how we doing it here?" She was like, "Listen, we don't get the same kind of students they they have at all the other schools, and you you gotta treat them. Sometimes you gotta treat them a little differently here and stuff, right?" And she was just like, "Hey, we just you know don't try to force them to do the work that the teacher loves. Like we just happy they showed up at this point, cause they and they gonna show up high, drunk, whatever." But those right. were some of the best like they were the worst kids for sure like we had sheriffs in the lunch room i could only let two in at a time to get their lunch and stuff like that and it was junior high but um there was a class so they were on like a like an a b schedule where they did like four classes a day but it was like you know one three five and seven or whatever but they had one those classes were longer but then they had one that they met every day And that was like a, it was like a, like a mental health class. And I just remember one of the kids in there, I mean, he's like, he's like 14. And, and they were asking him, you know, they're asking him them questions to make them think and write. And he was like, my mom's new boyfriend treats me like shit. Like he, he cusses at me, he hits me and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like listening to these kids talk about those things. It's it's, it's just crazy. Uh,
2: I think one of the things that we're looking for out of this show is just what happened tonight before the show. And we're going to be able to remember season two um, for a different reason. But, uh, lands you coming out and just telling us and sharing what you're going through before the show starts. Yep. That's big of a man to do. Now, we're not going to do that with everybody or whatever, but me and send like big homies to you. So it's our job right. to, to know that. what you're going through and, and check on you.
0: And I'm trying to you tell know? everybody listening I want to be their big homie. Men, women, I mean, I know we talking about men specifically, but women, like, y'all reach out, inbox me. Uh, it's Carolina everywhere on on Instagram and TikTok. Like, I don't. I. I don't even care if we don't know each other. Yeah. Like you, like hey, I just wanted to say. Blah blah blah, I'm gonna give you some words of encouragement or whatever. Like, you know, we 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 spend such a short amount of time on this rock. There's no point in living through anguish while we're here. Yeah.
1: Right. That's 100 percent facts, man. And just to piggyback off your point of. Uh, You know those kids and the city situation with the stepfather. As an educator and me working in education, we see those kids more than they see their parents throughout a week. Their parents—it's some—it's some some parents that drop the kids off at school, block the school's number because it's legitimate babysitting service for them. I've went to call. I've went to call a parent, a kid's parent about a medical reason. You know, he fell off the monkey bars or was outside playing kickball. He got hit in the head a little too hard. And the parents just got the numbers blocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to call them on my personal cell and they got pissed off because I called them off my personal cell phone number about their kid being injured or sick. And it's just like, damn, like, the kid don't feel good. And if he's in trouble and you need to come get him, you got to come get him. It's not... Parents are different these days. Well, first man. Lance,
0: you gotta quit beating up the kids. <laughs> quit <laughs> smacking them around. We corporal school school punishment been outlawed for quite some years now. So you gotta quit <laughs> smacking them around, man. Now I know better than that with you, but you're right, man. It's just oh man, we have not we have a long way to come as just as human beings in general, man. You know what I mean? And 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 people in and we're at that the kids you are seeing now is coming from a generation where uh we used to say babies having babies like you know people are having kids younger and And that doesn't mean that anybody that had their child young is a bad parent but there are statistics that show that that the that some younger parents have a harder time you know raising their raising their kids and stuff and 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 we see that a lot, but I mean, you can be a bad parent at any age, right you know, you know it's it's what it is, but um, when you have less experience in life, it makes it a little tougher to try and raise and mold one when you don't have much life experience yourself. Now, there's some great my mom was a single mother as as, as a teen and stuff, you know what I mean, so like there's some great mothers out there that had their kids young, so. So please don't right. come for my neck on that. I I know that, but you know statistics are st- stats for a reason. You know what I'm saying. So, um, but and that doesn't make it any better either, because because it's not just men that are hard on each other either. Women. I told I I think I told y'all this story when we were we thought we was recording the other night for Lance's show.
2: I uh, <laughs> shade like a mother,
0: and so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had this chick at uh, where I worked at at Geico, like we was all just chopping it up and and I was like, yeah I'm, I'm a writer, like and I've, I've, I've been a poet long before I was ever trying to make music or anything like that, and writing short stories and stuff. And I was like, yeah I like you know if I, if I found somebody I really care for, like I'd write them a poem and stuff. And she was like, I would never talk to you again if you wrote me a poem." And yeah. it just blew, and that's not the first time that's happened. I, yeah, I've heard that. That's I'm the same way. Blown me away, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then, and it's because that's soft. Yeah, you can't you can't express your feelings.
2: You better wrap it.
0: And I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I I, I reference Tupac all the time. Like Tupac wrote poetry, and he was he's the world's most famous thug, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying, like."
2: But why is it stereotypical that a man's got to be hard, a man's got to be thuggish? You know what I mean?
1: And But you know what's wild to me, man? I grew up. My father was, you know, my mom had me at 16 and my dad was 15. So growing up, it took me a while to understand that he had to grow up first. But my dad was never there. So I was raised by my grandmother and my mother. And still, those things were like, instilled in me that men men have to act a certain way and you shouldn't be emotional you know what I'm saying so it got to the point where like I carried that bottling up my emotions until my adulthood yeah. and I'm having struggles in my marriage we're opening up still and we've been married three years now and yeah. dating for and dating for eight so like it's just crazy you know what I'm saying like that mentality is a real thing. It's like a real problem. Like the, the whole men shouldn't be emotional and share their emotions thing. And it's really a silent killer for most people, for most people, they can't take hold, holding their emotions in, you know what I'm saying? Like some people are just not strong enough.
2: Yeah. And
1: I'm so glad that, you know, we opening up with this and I'm so glad the Carolina Don show is back because, you know what I'm saying? Like that is a big emphasis on this show.
0: Yo, and we appreciate you too, yeah. man. I, and that's why I wanted to kick off the second season with it. But, man, it's crazy. Like, but but back like into relationship things. I'm glad y'all are starting to be able to open up with each other, Lance. That's that's great. Listen, I got I got this this homie that I've been that I have loved for like twelve years. We never dated or anything. We just always been on the same level and stuff. And she's she's I'm the emotional one. She's hardcore. Like, getting her to open up about her feelings. is She more, she, she, like that, what we talk about, the stereotype, like a dude when it comes to that shit. That, that really, really the way it is. And it's hard sometimes because I am an open book. Always have been. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but it's tough. I even with her, i be like, I'd be having, I'd be watching myself because of the same thing. It's just inherently built in inside like well, I'm a, I am i I can't be too soft because then that might turn turn them off or whatever. Yeah. Like that's a right. constant thing.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. I
2: you know, I, I don't think I've opened up on this show about some other things with me and, and now's not the time, but I've been vocal and open about <laughs> situations just like I'm being open and vocal about sobriety and I do that. I don't think I've always been an open, but I've been an open book with the, my loved ones, but I'm treating a little bit of listeners that we got at the moment because I, I don't take this platform lightly. And I know that we're reaching people. And if I, if, if something that I'm going through can help somebody else, then damn it, I'm going to share that. You know, I want to, like, like since that, I want to be a big homie for everybody. everybody I, 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 man. If, if, if I'm going through something, just like Lance just said, you know, about having trouble opening up and, and communicating with his wife. And if somebody hearing that, that helps them. Right. I mean, me, too. You know, and maybe I'm gonna try. So, Lance, what is what is something that you're doing? I mean, you've recognized the problem and this ain't the first time we've had this discussion. What is something that you're doing that maybe the listeners can try that's helping you come out that shell and open up a little more?
1: And all honestly, the, the, the thing that I've learned the most is, in the argument, even when you're mad, it's okay to let, it's okay to let your significant other know that whatever they just did or whatever they just said hurts your feelings, so that you don't react in another negative way, and Ooh. it turns into another Ooh. heated argument.
0: I'm hyped now. You know, got me started because you know what else was a common thread through those comments. I don't know if you saw it, but it was why do I have to apologize? something you did to me but now you mad because I was because uh, I'm upset about it yeah. yeah. boy if that was not my last relationship
2: God I don't say. know if you guys seen my post today on Facebook but I shared something that I heard last night on when I was producing the show shout out to Jazzy Conversation show Jazzy. but the guy said his lady I forget what the question was but his his response was my lady understands me and she understands that I don't receive love the way she receives love.
0: Right. The love language is different.
2: I receive love through respect. And when, when he said that, I was like, damn. And then uh, I seen a meme today that I shared with my wife. And it, it's, it had to do with controlling. Um, I'll find it here in a second. But I thought that that line was dope just um, speaking to your spouse before making a decision is not control, it's respect. And and that's something, you know, that's just something that I felt shared. Not that we have that issue, but I felt the need to share that with her because it's like, I do, I even with my kids, I you show me you love me through respecting me. Right. And it's not treating me like the king or, or bowing down to me, nothing like that, the man of the house type of shit. But
0: and I think respect a, me,
2: respect my role,
0: and that's your that's your love language, yeah, right? Because that's a sliding scale for everybody, yeah. like, and and what constitutes being legitimate? Oh, I'm just letting you know out of respect versus other, because you know it could be, you know, in 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 different relationships. Just use an example. I could. Just go grab my keys and walk out and run to the store and come back a half hour later. And in some relationships, based on what they both feel, that's not that's not a big deal. Right. But another relationship, when I walk back in the door, the person could be like, Yo, where'd you where'd you go? You didn't you did say bye or nothing, right? Oh, my bad, yeah, I just ran to the store.
2: Or and then they're like, Well, you, you
0: you didn't let me well, I mean, I'm not trying to go all the way. To that, like on a disre like on a cheated day. But you're right, that happens too. Because well, some, some, that man, is the way a lot of people go think, yeah, men or man, women. Some men go women. to
2: the store and don't come back.
0: Right. <laughs> but, but in some relationships, just me popping my head in and saying, "Hey, babe, I'm just running to the store real quick. Not even necessarily to ask, do you need anything? But, but you can do that too. That's being polite, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But hey, I'm just about to run up to the store real quick and grab a beer or whatever. Okay. There's there's a respect now. Like I said, that's a sliding scale. Some some men and women wouldn't care if they significant other did that and didn't say anything, and then for others that's a big deal,
2: right?
0: Right? And then you you apply that same principle across to to everything. Hey, after work I'm gonna stop with Jason and we're gonna grab a burger real quick. He's got something he wants to talk to me about. Versus, I come home two hours after I've been off of work and you hadn't heard from me. Right. Some some relationships, the person sitting on the couch when you walk in will be like, hey, babe. You know what? And then you tell them then, and that's cool. And in other relationships, they, they feel like, hey, a phone call or a text. Like, I've been wondering where you are for the last two hours. Mm-hmm. And and then on the flip side, uh, the other person who feels like they're being asked to say that, sometimes they feel like they're being controlled. Or like, why do I have to tell you everything I do? And that. A- and that's why I say it's a sliding scale. It's based on your relationship. Like I know couples who go to the strip club together, mm-hmm. right? And then there's couples that are like, "Oh, if I found out my husband went to a strip club, like he packing his shit and going." Mm-hmm. It's a sliding scale, but you've got course, to yeah. you got to communicate that though. Right. You 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 and your partner need to know where you fuck. You know, don't up and leave after the first time. I mean, unless it's cheating or something, maybe, you know what I mean? But like, if they run to the store and don't say nothing to you, you got to express, hey, I feel like, again, I'm not, I don't care where you go, but like, pop your head in and just let me. I walked out, I didn't, even, you was gone. Mm-hmm. If that's where you feel about it, you know what I mean? So it's a, you got to let them know where your your respect is on what, on the boundaries and things like that.
2: And I guess I bring that up to just say, you know, if if you're in a relationship, ladies that are listening, get to know what that love language is. Men too, and men, yeah,
0: men I too. I mean, you got to know talking to men out there. You got to know. Uh, it's but it, that again, we we talking about men because of the mental health thing for men. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Counting women out on this, right? Like, your men, your man needs to know what your love language is, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you might not let that slide or, or whatever like that. So, it's it's got to go. It's for everybody. We just, we're so used to talking about ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. But, but again, I think the, the biggest message, and Jay, you let me know. I, I think Lance is on with this. We just trying, we trying to create a comfortable space it's okay. We've talked about it before. Like, it's okay to to, to not be okay. You know, right. like we did the stage life thing. I did that spoken word, which I'm about to convert most of my Instagram and 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 uh, TikTok. It's going to be a lot of my poetry. I'm going to start releasing and writing more stuff, making myself put my vulnerability out there. Because it's a different type. Like, I released music and stuff. Like I could release a song now, because I've been validated over the course of twenty-something years, where just about anybody that listens to anything I play for them is like, "Yo, that shit's dope." And I've had people who I don't know confirm that that shit's dope. And I've done shows, and I've done ciphers, and I've come off stage, and people's like, "Yo, that shit was fire." I haven't really done that with my poetry. I mean, I have, to an extent. Like, I did open mic in North Carolina and stuff like that, but I'm really about to just put it all out there. As you should, man. You know what I mean? You
1: should have been doing that. I don't understand why you've been holding back.
0: Listen, I don't... I just... I was more focused on music, and now I feel like I'm not trying to be the old rapper. You know what I mean? Like, I can spoken word. And, and again, I was writing poetry when I was 10. Mm. So this is a long time, because... I had somebody say something to me, and this will be the last of what I what I say, and then I'll let Jay wrap it up. But people's like, oh, it's like somebody said, Oh, you you failed at rapping, so you tried to do poetry now. Right? Mm. And I was like, I so in my mind, I didn't fail at rapping. I failed at being a successful rapper monetarily. But all the other things I just described were moments of success for me. I was in Vegas with my guys and some dude got in the library and recognized me from some uh, hip-hop congress that I did in California. That's successful to me. Mm. When I play something for people and they're like, yo, that's dope. That's successful for me. Yeah, most most deaf... That, I'm sorry, go ahead. That
1: guy just, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he going through some shit, so he felt right. he need to put you down. Oh yeah, but so I, he said some shit like that. I just
0: went through. I, w- I just went through this this motion where uh, like you know that was success for me. Most death, Talib Kweli, Pharrell, Monch, these dudes can out rap Soldier Boy. Little, you know, I'm, I like some of these the newer rappers too. But I'm just saying, like success is gauged by different things, and we as a society. The, typically are like monetarily right but there's plenty of adult rappers that don't chart on the on the thing right so that so i'm like i wasn't successful monetarily right and then you know and, and and that comparison is you got biggie and Pac and jay and wayne and i'm like that's cool but this form i'm in like trying to like flexing a little bit to make people be able to read some words without music supporting it because if you took away some of this dope production that these artists today have, they shit would sound like trash, right? It really would. My, the form I'm entering in, you talking about Biggie and Pop, rap came around in the late 70s, early 80s. I'm, I'm trying to compete with Jeffrey Chaucer, Shakespeare. It's harder for me I, I'm dealing with hundreds of years of, of poets right. that have wrote some right. profound shit that is just set in stone long after they long after they dead and gone. So you could be like, if anything, I f- you you fell at poetry and try and become a rapper because it's easy for you to make a hit that ain't that ain't worth the shit, some bubblegum shit, and it 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 do it go viral on TikTok because of a dance, and now you you sold a million. Copies of it, but for me to write some poetry that's got motherfuckers around the world reciting the words that I said, and I'm just the average motherfucker. That's that's more powerful to me.
2: Just doing it is more powerful than most people,
0: right? The brain power alone, you know. And yeah. I ain't trying to talk shit, but
2: I mean, but like Lance, I think to Lance's point, people just take, and that's that's like a whole other show on why people want to kick somebody. Try to put them down to build themselves up. It's just a insecure man, you know. That's another thing that was said on the show, because the the question was, "What makes a man a man?" Right. And well, any you know, well, he's got a he's got a dick. He's a man, but he ain't necessarily what we look at as a true definition of a man,
0: based on what society has deemed.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like right. any any man that's just gonna kick somebody. Or, or say that to somebody. or you didn't make it as a rapper, so you're going to be a poet now. Right. That's not a man to me.
0: Right. He got problems. He, he. You got, you got, got problems with
2: himself. You need to listen to the Carolina Don show. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need us in your life. We're who you should be listening to. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Lance, I want to thank you, man. Is there anything you want to say to the audience before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just
1: make sure you stay tuned. Nah, like I said. Follow me on my socials, RBO underscore, uh, real but objective podcast, RBO underscore podcast, and same for Twitter. And I appreciate you guys. And like they said at the beginning of the show, these are my big homies, man. So it's all love there. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to say nothing but real shit around here. And they ain't going to sugarcoat them either.
0: Yes, sir. And love thank you, you. And like we always say, or we always did the first season, if if there's something that we said wrong or you feel a different way, talk talk to us. Yeah. Let us know. Hit Let us, us know. up. We'll talk about it. We'll chop it up. We there's a lack of under a, a lack of trying to understand each other in this world today it causes the most problems. We will definitely try to understand your point of view. Um or you or or anything that you got to say on the contrary to something we said. We not closed-minded like that. So Um, Definitely hit us up, but I'm going to let Jay take us out. I'm Carolina Sin.
2: Jason the Don.
0: We love y'all.
2: Thank you for listening. Shout out to Real But Objective. We
0: back!